Hey, did you guys know that we record this podcast using Anchor? It's one of the easiest ways you can make a podcast. You don't need any microphone, you don't need any fancy equipment, you just need your phone and you just need to download the app and then it has everything you need like sound effects and music you can add to your podcast, can have editing tools so you can edit your podcast and then they distribute it for you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, good morning. Hey, good afternoon, Mr. Goldfriend. How are you doing? It's Steve. How are you doing, Dom? Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. I'm excited. I was really uh, flattered that you asked me. Oh, absolutely, man. We've been uh, been around each other for a long time, so I thought that um, it'd be great to get get your perspective on this week's episode, and you know, people can learn about more about your business and, and what you guys focus on as well. So um, we're we're recording now. Uh, so I just typically the 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 conversation is really informal, just having a, a discourse about the topic and then kind of getting into like your experiences that you've that you've had with other entrepreneurs so guys listening this is uh, of course cgm lounge we have a great guest on today steve goldflam who's a cpa here in philadelphia so i always let the guests give them give their full introductions i don't want to you know discredit them from anything so steve go ahead please tell us who you are what you do and and uh, how long you've been in the game Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Uh, so one is um, I'm an owner of an accounting firm. So I would consider myself a, a tax professional, tax preparer, mm-hmm. tax planner. And then I have a staff, uh, bookkeeper, accountant, um, but I'm oh, okay. not a CPA. So just sure. being clear. And then um, I would say, you know, I'm kind of honored to, to share my expertise and uh, it's been over uh, 20 years, um, the first six years working with my father and then pretty much, uh, like the last 16 years on my own, uh, with the team, team of four, uh, four of us. And, um, I would like to just make the disclaimer that, um, I'll share everything I know as clearly and, um, you know, with all your questions, but no, the legal or tax or accounting advice, I recommend they con- anybody that's listening contact their own uh, accountant, their own CPA, their own business advisor, like you. Absolutely, yeah. That's a, that's a big thing, guys. Because what uh, what we want to communicate through CGM Lounge is just very um, very clear information for you guys to make your own decisions. But of course, that's you need to go and talk to somebody about your specific case because everybody's case isn't the same. So, you know, even though we're talking about general terms and things that exist objectively, you do need to follow up with somebody that's going to look at your own books, look at your own business, look at your own personal life and then kind of give you the best course of action from their perspective. So today is um, we've been talking a lot about taxes and we've been talking a lot about finances 
for the last couple of weeks. So uh, just a recap of one of our earlier episodes back in January where, you know, as the fourth quarter comes to, well, it just started, but, you know, as you guys are preparing um, to end your year, you know, some people are just making an LLC. Some people are trying to figure out what to do as far as business is concerned, when to file, how to file. So today is just kind of like a refresher for them on what an LLC is, how the IRS classifies it when, you know, you originally file and how, what you can expect to do to file. So I guess a, a real um, softball type question. So you've been in it for 20 years. How often do you see like new LLCs come through the door and what are some common things or common questions that they have for you guys when filing? Sure, sure. So uh, lately, there's just been a flurry of people that want to own a company. Yeah. And I don't really specialize in one area. And um, I'm not as proficient as you in terms of advertising for it. But I do <laughs> register for many, many companies um, just because people, you know, got to know me and, you know, I'll help them. So like in the last two weeks, there must have been about 20 different people that needed a business. Mm. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll kind of um, take them through my, like, you know, option A, B, or C. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, all right, the simplest solution is an LLC. If you're determined and you want to uh, create a corporation, you know, you can do that. But then, you know, the LLC, you know, uh, pick a name, pick an address, but really choose who's owning it. Is it one person or multiple people? Mm -hmm. um, and then you get to choose if it's a, a one-person LLC, which is very common right now, whether it's real estate or some kind of professional service or some type of internet, you know, type product. Um, that's kind of a, a single-member, you know, LLC, and they're they're kind of uh, really a. I call it an orphan. You know, yeah. they got plenty of flexibility, but they get to choose, you know, who they want to be taxed right. as. Right. So by default, they're going to be taxed uh, on their 1040, you know, as a sole proprietor. Right. Um, and that's, you know, option A. And then, you know, option B, form a partnership. Maybe it's husband and wife, you know, maybe it's uh, a couple of people that have a great idea together. And then they can be, you know, taxed as a, a partnership, but then, you know, they're... Um, filing a separate tax return, mm -hmm. you know, than their, than their personal return. And then option three is if you're not going to form a corporation, maybe as you grow, convert your one person LLC into a corporation and give yourself a salary. Right. And that would be like, you know, like the, uh, uh, AB or door number one, door number two, door number three, and it's flexible. So you're not fixed. You can make adjustments as changes, evolves, and uh, you're you're looking to create. Hey, Steve, can you hear me? What Steve was saying is you have multiple options when you start the business, when you form. A simple way to get in is through a limited liability company through your state. And what that does is that at least offers you some protection from the business activity. Now, the IRS is still going to tax you 
um, as a sole owner, or if you have multiple people, you guys are going to be taxed as a partnership. Similarly, if you didn't form the LLC, but as far as the business activity is concerned, you're going to have protection um, from the activity itself. And then, so always the best recommendation, the best practice to start simple, get going, and then as you earn money, um, like Steve opened with, you can confer with a strategist, an accountant, a lawyer about, hey, we're making more money now. What's the best way for us to be to you know limit our tax liability? So um, you, that was a great intro. So could you describe or just define like pass through what the you know LLC's experience pass through on the net income? So could you? Describe sure. that for our, our listeners. Sure. So uh, all the income that's generated from your product or service is now going to, you know, be put in your business bank account, ideally, and then you're going to prepare a financial statement, and then whatever that profit is, that profit is not taxed by on the company level. Mm-hmm. It's going to pass through to you personally. So um, you and you file your tax return, and let's say you're working and making $50,000 on a W-2, mm-hmm. but now your company makes another $50,000. You'll now add those two together and pay you know, tax on the full $100,000. Um, in addition, once it passes through, since no taxes have been taken out, you're responsible for the federal tax as well as the self-employment tax. So you, know, you just want to be prepared by you know, putting aside some of those um, income for tax purposes, anywhere from 20, maybe to 30% right. for ta- for taxes. But the, the pass-through part is it's like, oh, at this point, there's not really a, uh, a tax on the company. Some states will tax the LLC just to get a fee yeah. on an annual fee, but really at the federal level, it's going to pass through you personally and add to your personal tax uh, balance or you know liability. Exactly. So, guys, even though you made an LLC, the net income that the LLC generates, whether it's you or there's multiple members in the company, um, are going to get their equitable share of that net imp- net profit passed through from the Schedule C or the Schedule K to your 1040, and then you'll be paying back or paying the taxes that weren't remit throughout the year. So depending on your state, depending on where you are, you know, you could, um, like Philadelphia, you know, you're going to be paying back Philadelphia wage taxes on self-employment, things like that at the end of the year. Uh, so you want to be cognizant of how much you're making. And then that's where strategy and tactics are coming into play. So uh, the Trump administration, uh, about a year ago, year and a half ago, they they um, changed some of the tax laws and then they instituted um, the pass-through exemption. Have you um, had any experience with anybody like asking you to file for, you know, give them that exemption when they came through the file? Or have people not known about it? Or what's your experience with that? Yeah, I really haven't had that um, that that experience. It's been more. Um, I would go back to what you shared in the beginning, Dom, is the idea of you're in the fourth quarter, uh, sit down and, you know, take a half an hour, an hour and work with your accountant, CPA, yeah. tax advisor and do a mock return. Yeah. So the clients that come here, we just kind of look at the numbers and kind of project through the end of the year and say, oh, 
um, where do we stand? How much money have we put into the, you know, the uh, different governments, you know, the IRS or PA or, you know, and then um, set up like a quarterly payments. Right. Situation. Yeah. Because the biggest thing that I run into is like, oh, I didn't I didn't make any money. Well, you did produce income. You may not have made a profit. So right. If you can be clear about the profit side, then you could be clear. Oh, what am I going to owe before the end of the year? And uh, work work that direction, like I'm, forecasting and, and planning for it. I'm so happy you said that because people always say I didn't make any money. And that's very inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. No, you did make money. What you did with it is another thing. So like, you made money. How your your spending behavior and your spending patterns may not result in profit being left over or enough money for you to say, like, okay, I can reinvest in the business. So how like how have you or do you get in do you kind of dig in your clients a little bit about that? Like, no, you God, you made six figures in revenue but we have all this stuff that's going on where you're like co-mingling do you i mean do you like sure, a lot of your clients sure. like co-mingle and that's something to get their harp on yeah at this point if you're a single member llc it's not uh everybody's worried of this big red flag i mean your um your next show should be something around best practices right you know and get you know get one of those uh but in, inside this question just keep do your best to keep the business expenses and the personal expenses uh, separate, you know, clearly open up a, a bank account. Mm. You know, we manage maybe like 60 different companies and they're, Ooh. you know, they're, 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 you know, they're reconciling their bank statements, preparing the financial statements. So as you do that, you see all these, you can call them like gray areas, you know, areas, Oh, was it really a business expense? So the best thing you can do is just have a, um, you know, a, uh, some type of quarterly monthly report mm -hmm. that just shows what is happening with your company so if you have, have that product that just everybody wants it and you're making money you're going oh okay i brought in ten thousand in revenue or i brought in a hundred thousand revenue but what did it cost you to, to right. get to, to get there and what is a legitimate business expense and that's where you can kind of devise lots of strategies especially inside of the you know tax reform there is a lot more opportunities to deduct expenses that you know are part of the purpose of your company yeah absolutely and then a lot of people are like oh i can write this off i can write that off so there are legitimate and illegitimate expenses that can't be written off correct like you can't just write off anything right or that yes. <laughs> and the biggest one is just you know we all got to get in our car and drive somewhere and we all right. got to eat and we all got to put clothes on right. and you know there's times where uh you know maybe it's useful to have a some type of uniform or have some type of label on your you know your jacket and that that can be a legitimate business expense but most of the mm. cases we just got to eat and um you know drive somewhere and it's not it's not a business expense, but we can do our best to uh, put in practice like a, a legitimate purpose for, sure. for, you know, the business expense and producing profits, producing, producing income. Absolutely. And I think that um, so before we jump into the next, which you mentioned in your in your opening, before we jump into the next segment, just one last question that a lot of people get confused about and maybe you can clear it up. So 
with the with the LLC guys. So remember, LLCs at the IRS level, the IRS doesn't look at an LLC as a separate entity from the ownership. Look at them as one and the same. That's why the pass through happens. So if you guys are a single member LLC, you can't necessarily pay yourself as an employee. It's going to just be considered a distribution, a part of the pass through. Is that is that correct, or is there another yes, way where yeah. they can? No, they they. I mean, they can make an election to yeah. be treated as a corporation, but to, you, normally, and I've had a, f- a few people that just will take a paycheck, even though they're filing as mm-hmm. a um, sole proprietor. They'll mm-hmm. still just say, "All right, I already got payroll for my, some of my other employees. I'm going to do payroll for myself." It's not necessary. Uh, normally, you're just required to pay quarterly estimates, mm-hmm. and really. The deadline, and this is what you're really good at, Dom, is like you're getting everybody geared for the fourth quarter, getting ready for the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Well, January 15th of whatever year, in this case, 2020, you, ideally for all the business owners listening, anybody that has an LLC partnership, whatever, any of those pass-through entities, their taxes should be paid by January 15th, Ooh. even if they didn't file their tax return. But right. they would have paid four quarterly payments, and that, and that would give them – really the, the the freedom to just um like be as creative be as uh, uh you know going out there producing results um mm-hmm. once they know that they're not stuck owing anybody right and, and i think it really makes a difference oh uh, no that's that's I mean, that was a perfect segue because like you mentioned earlier if you guys so the flexibility of an llc is, is pretty uh tremendous so even though you filed originally as a single member or a multi-member LLC, you have the ability any year um, prior to February 15th to tell the IRS like, hey, you know what? I think I want to change the way you guys tax me. And that's called um, an S-corporation election. You can do that with the 2553. So I got to start a question that we get a lot from clients and, and hopefully it's it's... It's not getting too deep into like strategy, but when do you see a good time for somebody to say, hey, maybe I should switch to either being a full, well, we'll just talk about escort right now. Sure. When, when should I, when's a good time for somebody to switch their election to, by using the 2553 to be taxed like an escort? Is there a good time? Yeah. I think there's a, you know, some people say like a benchmark in terms of the total revenue, you know, yeah. that's being produced. Maybe it's somewhere like thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. I don't think there's any hard and fast rule. I right. think what shows up is you. And you again, you're really good at this, Dom. You're there sitting around the table. I like your spot down there. And, oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> and um, I like your whiteboard and all. And 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 as you're you're looking at the person or the group, you know, whatever it is, you're like asking them, all right, what's your short term goal here? And some of these companies go from like zero to a hundred thousand really fast. Really fast. So as soon as they register the LLC, file the S election. Especially if they see in five years that they're going to be producing hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue. Yeah. If it falls flat on your face, well, it costs you an extra tax return. But ultimately, you're you're actually looking for the long term, and you're looking for the best way to grow your company and have all the kind of like the ducks in order. Your personal return. Then you have a separate tax return with that S election. You'll have, you'll file like as a eleven twenty S. And I would add, you know, for the people listening, like as we're in this 
tax reform mode, you know, right. from a couple years ago to 18, there are options now where the, the standard routine would be, you know, when I was growing up, you'd have a INC, a corporation. Now everybody just has an LLC. LLC right. Well, with the flexibility, that LLC could be treated like a, a C corporation. We didn't even go that direction. But sometimes the tax rate now is so much lower for the C corporation. Talk about you it. Might, you might want to have, the, you know, that that entity. It still could be an LLC, but, you know, treated as a C corporate. Then it doesn't pass through. So yeah. then you definitely have to take some type of distribution or a paycheck. Yeah, and that's that was like the next segment. So, Steve, you're, you're like driving the conversation beautifully. So the next segment, guys, was if they're so a lot of people run and again your situation is yours so you have to like consult somebody that's going to look at your personal 1040s and understand all the nuances that goes on and that go on in your life but for example you know if you are a person that um that maybe you need to claim less than a certain amount of money uh for your insurance or for where you live or things of that nature and LLC with the automatic pass through is going to put revenue or profits back onto your 1040 the S election is going to allow you to separate yourself as an employee versus your ownership and then as Steve just mentioned a C corp is going to completely separate you out of the equation where the the company is going to be paying um, actually a lower rate 21% now that, that's, that was put into effect with the new reform where it used to be 35% you know and it didn't make any sense for a small business to have a C-Corp but now with the lower tax rate the corporation itself can is going to be liable for that federal tax and all those things so it could protect if so if taxes and how much you earn are a factor in your strategy and how you live your life these are different routes. So could you talk a little bit more about the C-Corp play and what people may be looking at? Because a lot of people don't understand that an LLC is kind of like the, it was made in the image of a C-Corp with the liability protection, but you know, the, don't, the, they didn't have the similar tax thing, but they could still have liability protection with a C-Corp. We get that question all the time, but is there anything else that you could talk about when it comes to like a C-Corp and how that affects people in filing their taxes? Right. I'd be glad to. So one of the things to keep in mind is whether you were a corporation as an S Corp and mm -hmm. it's flowing through or a C Corp, mm -hmm. you do want to pay yourself a wage that's exactly commensurate with your, you know, whatever you're doing with the company. Um, and once you do that, that's got to come out on a W-2. So you have some type of payroll service to provide mm -hmm. those uh that transaction which but these can do <laughs> yeah, <we'll see. laughs> thank you and then what what um the c corp gives you and is a whole nother entity that you can use to kind of budget and manage your money and some people use it that way so some people we live you know you have to look at the calendar year that's a whole conversation when do you want to uh, file the tax return. Most of us are used to like um, 
March 15th or April 15th, depending mm-hmm. on the type of return. Mm-hmm. But you could pick other times of the year. Mm-hmm. So you have some flexibility of moving money around. So say you wanted to have a management company or a holding company. Mm-hmm. So this C corporation gives you a way to move, you know, money from different companies. And um, the tricky part is getting the money out. You could be taxed at a lower rate. Right. So maybe you, you and your wife are both making um, $200,000 a year. You know, and then you total up your tax rate. Maybe it's higher than 25%. But then what could the C-Corp rate be? It might be lower. Right. But it's still, you have to still manage to pull that money out of the C-Corporation. And that's going to require some different strategies. You just can't take a check right. and write a check for yourself. So those are places where it, it just gets more involved. But to keep it simple, you know, pick a target and say, oh, I just registered my... LLC with Dom and his group and where am I going to be in six months and then plan for that where am I going to be in five years and plan for that and then kind of like everybody goes work it backwards and then quarterly meet with somebody who's like your you know tax advisor or business advisor and just see how you're doing and measure that and then you can manage you know how you're doing is the company profitable great is it satisfactory for you and pick door number one, right. sole proprietor, you know, door number two, you know, could be a partnership or an S corporation, which are both flow throughs right. or door number three, maybe some type of C corporation that would give you another added um, yeah, option. You know, it just gives you more choices. It gives you more choices. I mean, that, and that's what <laughs> these things are. So people are extremely afraid of taxes, um, especially in, in, um, minority communities because we, we always looked at taxes as like this thing that rained down from upon high as <laughs> punishment yes. Yes. And, but the minute the minute you understand like hey just like anything there's regulations there's rules these things are set in place for your benefit if you and with anything if you're ignorant to the facts it's going to be intimidating but once we take a look at, okay, like you said, I have options. I don't have to file this way. I can tell the IRS, no, I choose to file this way and I choose to do these things and I choose to run these tactics. That's when it, tax, ta- taxes and starting a business isn't so intimidating anymore. Now you can actually leverage the rules set in place to benefit you and I think that's the key point of what Steve is saying like guys got to find a good account a good attorney whomever it may be uh, a good business partner that can say like no stop trying to cut corners and evade taxes and let's use the guidelines set in place so that we can lower the tax liability the right way while still showing revenue and still showing profit so that A you can have a W-2 B you can go to the banking Can you hear me? Hello? Steve, can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I got you. I'll I'll, I'll cut it right back in here. So, where you can get a loan, you can get a line of credit. You can do things financially. So all we're talking about is options. 
and that's what you know our job is to to kind of inform you guys about the options that you have so you can make really good decisions and not be afraid or intimidated of certain decisions because you thought it was like a foregone conclusion that oh they're just gonna drop the tax hammer down on you it's not how it works it is if you're not educated but if you educate yourself and get somebody like steve to kind of look at your situation and and lay down the yellow brick road for you now all of a sudden it's not so bad um what are some um, this is the last segment what are some anecdotes or like a, a story that you've seen in your 20 years of like watching somebody grow through the confusion and now they're really utilizing you don't have to name names sure, but just like sure. a, just like a uh, a story you've seen like hey I, this how this one company started but after a while they got really good at filing and now it's, it's at their advantage I mean, there's 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 just so many but the one that's you know i've i've had three companies that um you know we started with from you know registering the company and then getting to the point where they were like the fastest growing company in philadelphia you know, wow. the top 100 and you know i say all i did was just be their accountant you know just be a number crunching you know bean counter whatever prepare the financial <laughs> reports, prepare the tax returns. I, I think it comes down to that, what you said, that drive, that clarity, that willingness to just keep going forward, but be educated while you go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I call it like this two-step dance. You know, how do you get from zero to 100,000? And I just remember the gentleman uh, we just met last week. And uh, he, when we first met, it was just like, he was always owing. He was always owing. He was always owing. And... Now it's more of a two or three times a year where we meet and everything's being paid and his business has grown. He's, you know, hired his son. He's, um, it's more of a service business and, uh, he's actually, uh, looking for another, you know, technician to help him along. And now he's at this point where you get into that 50 year old range. I mean, we all like to retire when we're 20, 30, but like actually planning and having a plan so he can, um, work after maybe 60 or 65 you know be able to do that and there's this isn't you know a multi-million dollar company this is just somebody that's kind of managed to handle the taxes all the liabilities stay current stay current stay current okay and then it's compliant but as soon as you get to those two places then you can hang out with dom and that group and just be creative just go like (laughs) like go on that whiteboard and and the sky's the limit just create <laughs> no no I'm, I'm still trying to stay current brother i'm still trying to stay current but no guys this is i mean i hope you guys i know we had um a couple of cutoffs in the conversation but steve is amazing he's uh a long time friend of ours steve how can people contact you if they have any more questions about this or just getting getting your service what are some ways that sure uh most of the social media links are built around the cpa game like you yeah. saw me i don't do much advertising uh but you can always call me 215-695-0108 that's still you know the tried and true method or you know love it you can't do that you can text me 267-784-5040 and i'll always meet with somebody and give them you know, like 30 minutes of my time and see if we can mesh and kind of work together. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, is there an email that we can reach out to you? Oh, sure. The last name, Goldflam, G-O-L-D-F, like Frank, L-A-M, as in Mary, 
tax, T-A-X, at gmail.com. Perfect, guys. Of course, you know we're CGM Philly. You can reach us at info at cgmphilly.com. cgmphilly.com if you need any information or to book an appointment for a call. Um, like Steve said, we have an open door policy. You guys can call anytime. But book an appointment for a call or a meeting anytime at no cost. And of course, Instagram is at CGM Philly, Twitter at CGM Philly, Facebook, same at CGM Philly. And Steve, thank you so much for your time today. This is amazing. Great info. Guys, you got options. You always have options. That's that's the theme for today. And you can reach out to Steve anytime. And I appreciate it. Uh, you're very welcome. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. And your whole team. They got the gentleman's great that uh, we interact with. Have a great day all. Thank you so much. And we'll be talking to you too uh, soon, Steve. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.